The views and opinions expressed on this show are purely the views and opinions of the person who made them and do not necessarily reflect or agree with those of the show's commercial sponsors, its radio station affiliates, or Internet broadcast platforms. As the restriction on our God-given right to free speech manifests itself throughout the world, we are inspired by Jesus Christ's immortal words, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And we reserve the rights to all our words. Thank you, and now enjoy the show. Over you, simply find out if you are not allowed to criticize. You are listening to ACH on Andy, your host. Before we start today's show, I would like to thank Jerry for her recent donation. If you are able to help keep the show on the air, please go to achshow.com and click the banner at the top. And also, please help out our dear friend who's on this show every week, provides so much amazing material for it every Thursday. That is, of course, Dr. Peter Hammond. All his websites are listed in the post for our show. And if you would like to be part of the greatest miss- the greatest missionary group and uh, one of the greatest churches I'm aware of in the world who I'm delighted to be affiliated with, then please go to these websites and look at the products or make a donation. But that being said, let's bring Peter up now. Peter, are you with us? I am with you, yes. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Peter. And, folks, uh, Peter's come up with a remarkable title, um, and I'm really looking forward to... The title's great, but I'm really looking forward to what he's going to come up with because I thought the show we did on the um, transgender was extremely timely. Get the words out. But this one today is called The Real Story of the Rising Resistance to the Woke War on the World. So, Peter, where would you like to start us off today? Andrew, I'm sure everyone knows we are in a world war, a real cultural war, and it's a war against Christian civilization. It's a war against white Western Christians, males in particular, but I think we can see, as with the transgender movement, a lot of it's a war on women as well. It's a war on the family. But the the term cancel culture has taken uh, center stage lately, and uh, we know how much cancel culture there is out there. And BLM is an example of cancel culture, the pulling down of monuments and uh, transforming of museums, uh, transforming also many famous films and even cultural icons where you can even see how often BBC and others are suddenly putting a black actor or actress for a person who's traditionally white. Like I think they've got some Tudor film where uh, suddenly the... um, Queen Anne Boleyn is black and uh, Cleopatra is black and there's a whole range of gender swap roles where they're rebooting a series but now the action here is a woman or it's a it's more likely a coloured woman or they are putting black people in roles that are traditionally white individuals. Uh, there was a lot of criticism of Hollywood for producing, for example, the Frozen film, which is the original one was a delightful film of Uh, two sisters who are uh, from the royal family in a Danish or Norwegian culture, obviously Scandinavian, and the criticism was it was too white. So the the next Frozen 2 that came out, uh, they had uh, black Danes hanging around. This is a couple of centuries ago, and uh, next thing you knew that uh, their white grandparents were evil and some kind of Eskimos in the far north were oppressed and uh, they were the real heroes, and so they somehow managed to inject a woke uh, message into um, something that, that had been traditionally a uh, lovely Scandinavian, Nordic kind of story. So there's a lot of hijacking of cultural vehicles, but cancel culture at its core is basically communism. It's how to destroy and erase the previous civilization, the Christian civilization, 
And they do it by shadow banning and boycotting, shunning and ostracizing, uh, firing uh, professors and lecturers who say unacceptable things, such as um, speaking about achievements of Western civilization or who might make some shocking statement, some sort crime like there's only two genders and marriage can only be between a man and a woman, for example, and that would be enough to get you fired from being a biologist from some universities. And uh, of course, if you're a student, you'll probably fail and or you won't get hired or you won't get the scholarship and these are things. So a lot of it's also cyberbullying. As we know, the um, big tech has been doing a lot to push uh, cancel culture and deplatforming people. Now, all of this was foreseen by George Orwell's brilliant 1984 book, where he foresaw that mini truth or the Ministry of Truth uh, would censor and would deplatform. Well, the words then was they would unperson people and they'd disappear down the memory hole. And today, of course, we have deplatforming, and uh, there are ways of cancelling you and getting you deplatformed. It's very much like the thought police of the 1984 novel where George Orwell foresaw an omnipresent surveillance-heavy state uh, where the government would have thought police to investigate thought crimes and to get you to change to the position where you would say things that you knew were wrong just because of fear of consequences and terror from the government. Interestingly, just recently, President Vladimir Putin made a speech about this cancel culture, and uh, he was warning that uh, right now it looks like the West's insanity of cancel culture is trying to cancel Russia. He said, our thousand years of culture, our whole country, our people is being canceled. And right now it's not just that a Russian tennis player can't play in the Wimbledon Open. Even um, great composers like Tchaikovsky and uh, Rachmanovich are being removed from playbills and Russian writers and books are being banned and Leon Tolstoy is suddenly being removed. And it's a mass campaign to destroy objectionable literature and, and music, which today is Russian, and even to cancel participation of Russian individuals in sports, not just the team representing the country, but, uh, and I think all sports boycotts are inherently wrong and immoral, but it's unacceptable political interference in sports. I can only remember when our national sports teams from Rhodesia were banned from the Olympics. Interesting, Saudi Arabia and uh, Red China and Communist Soviet Union, they could be at the Olympics, but Rhodesia could not. We were fighting for Western Christian civilization against communist armed and trained terrorists um, at the front line of the Cold War, the hot part of the Cold War. But Rhodesians were cancelled from sports. And I mean, that, that was just reprehensible and unnecessary. We were even banned from the paraplegics Olympics. And it was increasingly more paraplegics from war um, injuries, especially landmines. Um, so many of our athletes were paraplegics. And for Rhodesians to be banned from the paraplegics Olympics, well, how, how petty is that? Same thing happened to South Africa while we were fighting the communists. And... Uh, we would be banned from the Olympics, even while the Soviet Union could be winning many of the gold medals. And even a country like Saudi Arabia, where women were not allowed to be part of the national sporting team, uh, they could be part of it, but uh, not Rhodesia and South Africa. So we know how cancel culture works, and it's not right. And so just a, a tennis player being a Russian is enough to get them banned from participating in sport. So we can see cancel culture is going quite berserk. But what is their goal? The goal is to remove our history. Uh, Vladimir Putin made a good point. He said, we know how this works. We've been there before. Uh, the Bolsheviks, during the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917, they introduced cancel culture to the world. They removed our monuments. They pulled down our statues. They renamed everything, roads and so on. They removed most of what was in the library to make space for their communist propaganda and atheism. They closed down the churches. 49,000 churches were closed by the Soviets, the communists. There were 50,000 congregations in Russia under the Tsar in 1917. By 1941, under Stalin, there were less than 180 churches, still operational parishes in Russia. Today, by God's grace, there's 40,000 congregations up and running in Russia, just to the Russian Orthodox Church, and millions of 
other denominations like Baptists and Lutherans and Catholics and so on too. So Russia is now overwhelmingly more than 80% of the population would name themselves Christians. So in Russia, we can see the failure of communist terrorism and of atheist indoctrination over many decades. But they know how cancel culture works. They pull down the old um, monuments in order to raise up the new idols, the heroes of the revolution. One statue they rose up in Russia to replace the many, many historic ones that had been pulled down was to a young boy with his red scarf who had betrayed his parents who were Christians. He was part of the Communist Party youth and he was lifted up as a great hero because he informed on his parents who were then executed and uh, he became a hero of the revolution. Of course, he got murdered somewhere along the line, but nevertheless, you're not meant to remember that they just put statues of him all over the place and lifted him up as an example to all the youth of what they should aim to be, that you put the revolution and the society ahead, the party above your parents. So not blood is thicker than water, but uh, the party politics is more important than your family um, and uh, the most basic loyalties to your parents. So that's where cancel culture is going. And I think it's well worth Putin pointing it out, he also said that the revolution also sought to blend, blur gender roles. And, for example, the Soviets pushed women into combat, into the military. The Red Army included women units. And uh, I think, as we've seen, uh, Israel also pioneered putting women into the army and into not just putting them in, but conscripting young girls and putting them into the army, even into um, combat. Now, in the West, that's always been resisted, but under Clinton, who was himself a draft dodger, who when the Vietnam War was on, he avoided the draft, but he managed to put women into combat when he was present. Obama, who also didn't ever serve a day in the military, uh, he put women into more combat roles even in the Air Force. So now the U.S. Air Force is boasting a pregnancy suit, flight suits for combat fighters. So, um, I mean, imagine putting a pregnant woman into a combat situation. I mean, how sick and sordid is that? Historically, men are the ones who are meant to be protectors and meant to lay down their life for for women and children. To put women into combat is so anti-Christian. And, of course, the scripture is very clear that you conscript the men into the military. There's nothing in the Bible about conscripting women. But, of course, the Marxists with their egalitarian mentality are trying to blur distinctives and they just were happy to push women even to combat. And a lot of the Bolshevik war was against the family because the government wanted to be the parent, wanted to be the father, the provider, the protector, the, the well, not protector, but I mean, effectively they take away the father's protector and the state will look after you. Of course, the state doesn't look after you, but unless you think a concentration camp and the gulags looking after you. But I think very interesting that Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, has warned people about where cancel culture is going and this whole insanity of woke. Well, we're seeing a lot of woke nonsense, and it is insane. It's so completely insane that you've got a woman in Britain getting arrested for the thought crime of praying silently across the road from an abortion clinic. Madam, were you praying? Yes, I was. What were you praying about? Does it matter? Yes, ma'am, you're in a no-prayer zone. Uh, you're within 100 meters of an abortion clinic. And uh, she got handcuffed and arrested. I mean, people around the world are stunned. Is this the Great Britain, which is meant to lead the world in freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of thought and freedom of the press? Somebody getting arrested for a thought crime of praying silently on the street in a no-prayer zone? I mean, how can this happen in Great Britain? Not to mention pastors getting arrested in Bristol for offending some homosexual perverts. And uh, how can you be arrested for open air preaching? What happened to Magna Carta and all the basic freedoms uh, guaranteed in the British Charter of Rights, which every monarch and government has to swear to uphold? So we, we're in an insane situation, but now uh, probably the worst in the world is um, Justin Trudeau's Canada and, of course, um, Jacinda Ardern's New Zealand. But as far as woke goes, the woke are waging war against the world. It's a war against history. It's a war against the family. It's a war against white Christian civilization. It's a fight against 
everything that has made us advanced, free, and prosperous in the past. And so this wokeness has gone too far now. And we see this just recently with the Bud Light beer in, Brit in America. Not that I've ever drunk beer. And I'm told that American beer is absolutely ghastly. I've heard some very insulting terms from British people about what the Bud Light's like. But it used to be very successful and popular in America. Well, nobody in their right mind in South Africa or Britain would want to drink uh, Bud Light. Um, people in America used to, but not anymore. Bud Light partnered with a Dylan Mulvaney, a, a trans woman, in other words, a man, a biological man pretending to be a woman, dressed up in a kind of Audrey Hepburn type um, black dress with pearls and um, acting really stupid and dumb uh, about uh, the Super Bowl and, and having no idea about sports or what ball game they're playing, but, um, you know, drink this beer with it and with his, her face on it. So some trans perverts picture on the tin cans and they thought this was clever. Now, of course, most companies would invest a lot of money in, in research to find out what their customers want and think and like and respect and um, tailor their advertising marketing campaigns in line with the interests of their clients. Well, that didn't seem to be necessary in this woke age. So Bud Light just started to force their pervert woke agenda down people's throats and the rebellion of the uh, customers of Bud Light, who are apparently mostly uh, conservative, at least not pro-pervert, um, has been such revolt. Some people posted pictures of them machine gunning um, large amounts of, of Bud Light um, on a table and others uh, laid them out on the ground and got a steamroller to go over uh, large amounts of crates of Bud Light beer. And um, there's been all kinds of clever memes that people have put out there against it. But it's gotten so bad that many, many of the uh, liquor shops and um, uh, bars are requiring Bud Light to come and collect their beers because they're not being sold. To the extent that Bud Lights are now being given away free in America because they it's cheaper than trying to transport them back and nobody wants these things. Their stocks have gone down by the billions. They've lost a fortune um, since going woke. So go woke, go broke. And Bud Light beer is, is so unsellable right now that they're literally giving it away free at, at these bars and so on. And people are being shamed for picking it up. You know, for, some people would be making a joke like, um, you know, oh, my friend over there, he'll take a Bud Light in this trip. No, I wouldn't. The, the whole idea is that you'd have to be really um, some kind of fool or pervert or wimp to be able to uh, drink Bud Light. So it's becoming socially unacceptable to drink Bud Light in any respectable company in America. And it's it's now become a joke and something that people don't even want to take when it's being offered away free. Then Nike uh, got one of these um, transvestite men um, dressing up as women to market and to model their sports bras, which is a bit bizarre. But they had a, some stupid man prancing around to silly music in the background, uh, trying to pretend that he's a woman. But, you know, what an insult to women to have this kind of caricaturing of, uh, you know, some man modeling women's uh, clothing, sportswear. And uh, that did not go well for Nike. And then most recently we've had Target, which is one of the biggest chain stores in America, although most of what they sell is Chinese junk made by slave labor in China. So it's not a good um, company to support anyway, but they suddenly started to put out a massive amount of trance wear for children and for even babies. Now, they've had a, a, a trance uh, section for pets. You know, I don't know any trance pets personally. I think every animal knows what the difference between male and female. But... Uh, They've had trance um, dog wear and uh, leads and what have you and collars for a long time. But baby clothes. And many parents went through the roof over this. And the main people who support these stores are uh, women. And uh, most mothers are avoiding Target and shopping elsewhere. And Target has lost over $9 billion in stock worth in the first week after the whole scandal broke about the uh, trans children wear. And so 
plainly going woke for Target has meant going broke. And many financiers saying the the loss in their stock is so precipitous and catastrophic, there's no recovery possible. Target is being destroyed. And, uh, you know, so Target mentioned Target, their shoppers with this trans pervert agenda, which so uh, outraged them that they are now suffering the worst economic catastrophe that any business could. And it's it's um, absolutely calamitous for them. It's hard to imagine how any company can survive losing $9 billion in stock value in one week. But if anyone could do it worse, Disney has. Now, from being the most family-friendly theme park and film-producing company in the world and other accessories, toys and so on, although Disney's tended to buy all their toys, all their fluffies and plastic toys made in red China, mostly with slave labor. So Disney was worth a boycott anyway. But they decided to go to war against the Florida voters because Florida voters came out with a law against uh, sexualizing or grooming uh, children under age, uh, under grade five for um, the transgender. And as a result, Disney went uh, as a campaign against the government of Florida. And so the Florida governor, Ron DeSantos, basically declared war on Disney, stripped them of their privileges and had them be treated like any other company in Florida subject to the same laws. Disney had been running their own Magic Kingdom like a separate country, separate from the taxes, rates, and uh, requirements that other parts of Florida would have to adhere to. It was unique in the whole country. So they've lost their independent status as their own country, basically, and they are now subject to the same laws as any other business in Florida as a result of their war against um, Florida family standards and legislation. Therefore, Disney has recently had to lay off or fire 7,500 workers. I mean, that's this year. Absolutely catastrophic. One of the most successful brand names and companies in America. And now uh, they're on such a sharp decline that it's like another example of go work, go broke. So the work agenda which has been basically a war against Christianity, a war against Western, white, European civilization, is itself losing the war. And it's because there's a lot of resistance. Many families are standing up against them and resisting. There's increasing numbers of professors who've been willing to be fired rather than given to the pronouns and the intimidation and the bullying that they must accept. And politically correct um, has been part of the terms they use for, um, in fact, the left didn't really pick up the term politically correct. They were using it more like an in-joke amongst themselves, like, is it politically correct for me as a vegetarian to have a hamburger? And so they'd be making jokes about themselves, about whether they were politically correct or not. It was basically an in-joke. But um, outsiders managed to pick up this term of political correctness and exposed one of the tactics of the woke crowd of we are all being judged in accordance with are we politically correct or politically incorrect. They weren't using the term outwardly. It was more an internal joke amongst them. But we've used it as a potent weapon against them to point out we're politically incorrect. And the most counter-revolutionary thing that I can do or any of us can do is to be straight, get married. And have children. And that just sends the left crowd <coughs> into apoplexies because don't you know there's too many whites in the world and we must uh, decrease our population even while we subsidize alternative populations to come in and take our place. And uh, multiculturalism is our strength when we can import more people who will increase crime and all live on welfare and the dole and uh, um, increase uh, uh, social. Uh, destabilization, have blood flowing in the streets, literally when they try to behead an off-duty soldier, for example, or um, when they provide the uh, diversity strength in our communities by adding more graffiti and um, litter and things like that. And meanwhile, while they can have large families and the government will subsidize them, we are being told to have less families and fewer and fewer children and being encouraged to go into either homosexuality, alternative lifestyles, um, have abortions or 
uh, to get sterilized and uh, have less and less people from traditionally white Western European stock and vastly more from the third world. And even the Royal Navy must not protect our shores, but help uh, bring these invaders ashore and we'll put them up in hotels and give them money and free internet and things like that. And this is another part of the woke idea that basically what it comes down to, if you want to understand the insanity, everything white and Western and Christian is evil. But it's not just anti-white and anti-Western. Uh, increasingly, you've seen the hostility against black men and Christians in Africa too. So, for example, many people in Africa are absolutely outraged at the woke gospel of uh, the gay, uh, what they call the gay gospel, where Obama came in 2013 and preached the need for gay rights and homosexual marriages all over Africa, which went down like a lead balloon. The bishop of um, Kenya said, it's unchristian, it's un-African, it's inhuman, uh, not even the dogs and pigs act like this. Um, animals have higher standards, and we won't do it, uh, we won't accept it. And the um, president of Kenya actually said, people who have ruined their own country should not come here and presume to lecture us on the way forward, speaking about Obama. So plainly they're not impressed. Just recently in Uganda and Ghana, they've been hitting back at the Americans and Europeans who've been bullying them about um, the homosexual agenda. And they've passed legislation in Kenya and Uganda against homosexuality, including even the death penalty for homosexual rape, for example. And uh, that's been characterized in the West as kill the gays bill. And uh, it was even uh, twisted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, um, Welby, who spoke about the Archbishop of Uganda supporting um, drowning of gays. And of course, the Archbishop of Uganda never said anything of the sort. What he did say was that Jesus said, whoever causes one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better for him that a millstone be tied around his neck and be cast in the depths of the sea. He didn't say we need to uh, drown gay children, which is the way Church of England people twisted. It was that anyone who tries to to subvert or pervert these youngsters deserves to be drowned with a millstone around his neck. So he wasn't saying you should do it to gay children. Uh, he was saying that um, the Lord Jesus, quote, and he quoted the Lord Jesus directly, was warning about the seriousness in God's eyes of causing children to stumble, you know, putting uh, this kind of grooming of kids, how serious it is. So uh, Member of Parliament in Ghana said, what is this with the West telling us that um, it's a human rights issue about gays in, in Africa? We pass laws protecting our society from gays. But what about your friends and allies and trading partners in the Middle East who throw gays off the tops of buildings and hang them and execute them and behead them? You don't say anything about Saudi Arabia and Pakistan and uh, United Arab Emirates, do you? Um, why is this? You you want to impose on us in Africa who are Christians, but you don't care about your Muslim trading partners who treat gays with um, violence. And that was a good point. And uh, why is it that the woke crowd, they will bring out during the Gay Pride Month, I mean, how about that? You have one day to remember veterans and those who died in the wars, but you have a month to remember perverts and promote privileges for perverts and so on. What does that say about a society? And um, he's pointing out what is the whole thing now in the West that uh, you'll have the company, Nike or whatever, having the rainbow colors BMW in the West, but they don't do it in their companies in Saudi Arabia or anywhere in the Middle East, do they? So where the gay rights is a matter of life and death, they're silent, but where gay rights are not even an issue because gays do have the same rights as anyone else right to property, right to vote, uh, same access to law, same equality before the law in the West. Uh, but um, it's privileges for perverts in the West. There, they are virtue signaling with these different rainbow colors being added. And by the way, the rainbow is not meant to celebrate perversity. The rainbow is meant to remind us of when God judged the world for its immorality. And he sent a flood, and the rainbow was a reminder of God's promise not to flood the world again. And uh, the rainbow 
is not exactly promoting immorality. It's reminding us of when God judged immorality by drowning the entire population of the world with only eight human beings and a few thousand animals being saved in the ark, which should remind one that it's not a good idea to play the fool with God. I mean, gay pride is why Sodom and Gomorrah got pride. And pride is not a good thing in the Bible. You know, pride month and pride weekend, wearing it with pride. and Well, pride is not something the Bible encourages. Pride comes before a fall. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So it's absolutely vital for us to recognize the threat and to be straight and, you know, turn right and go straight and be married, invest in the future, invest in next generation and children. Now, this upsets the pro-abortion, LGBTQ, cancel culture, intolerant transgender crowd who seem to want to sterilize the West and ensure the extinction of white Western Christian civilization, replace it with new paganism. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now. The shadow banning, the boycotting, the shunning, the ostracizing, the firing and the failing and cyberbullying. It's a new form of deplatforming, unpersoning, disappearing down the memory hole. This is George Orwell, 1984, Thought Crimes. And just like the Bolshevik Revolution, once they've canceled your culture, the next thing they do is cancel you as a people, not just canceling your freedom, but in many cases your life too. So what follows cancel culture is cancel Christianity and then cancel the entire community, as we saw in the Soviet Union from the Bolshevik Revolution. This is not about pronouns. This is not about rights. This is about communist revolution. It's a Sabbatean agenda. It's anti-Christian at its core. It must be rejected. It will fail. It has the seeds of failure within it because God created them male and female. And uh, there are only two genders. People can say what they like. But uh, the truth is the truth, even if no one believes it. A lie is a lie, even if everyone believes it. Truth is not determined by majority vote. And it's certainly not determined by the owners of Facebook or uh, the people who decide what's on the news on the BBC or the Bolshevik Broadcasting Corporation or Biased Broadcasting Corporation or Slime Magazine or Newspeak or Useless News and World Report or any of the other fake news um, platforms throughout the West. Cancel culture is a communist strategy to destroy Western Christian civilization, and we must resist it. So back to you, Andrew. Thank you, Peter. Um, interesting. I uh, was going to put one of our regular images up. I thought we haven't used Back to the Bible for a while for our show image. I really like that one, and that's where I think that we need to go. But I'm going to use this instead, I believe, because I noticed this yesterday because I go through the BBC news website top to bottom, just the front page, so there's not a lot on there, but the Daily Mail uh, .co.uk forward slash news, I go from that top to bottom, and that can take a good half an hour, 40 minutes to, you know, uh, go through it. There's a lot of stories on there every day. But one of them that I noticed yesterday, and we're recording this on Tuesday, May the 30th, so on Monday, May the 29th, was an article with the headline, Masked pro-trans protesters ambush feminist let women speak rally in London and clash with police and rival activists. And it, uh, listen to this for an introduction um, paragraph. Two opposing crowds of gender activists clashed yesterday after masked trans protesters carrying banners reading arm trans kids descended on a women's rights event hosted by anti-trans campaigner Kelly J. Keane. Now that is exceptionally sinister, armed trans mm. kids, when we had a transgender commit a school shooting, what, last month in America, Peter? Do you remember that? Yes. Transgender woman killed six people, including three nine-year-olds at a Christian school in Tennessee. Yeah. So, as I say, these, these things are, are really quite shocking, what is going on. And, again, you you just... You have to look at it and you have to think, why? 
they know that the people don't want it. But these people in charge are so evil and they're so arrogant that even the likes of Vladimir Putin is actually coming out and saying, look, you know, I sympathise with the people of the West. They don't want all this nonsense that's forced on them. We in Russia, we, we had this happen to us. You know, they tried to do this to us because this is what Satanists do. And communists are Satanists. It's all based on Karl Marx, who was a Satanist. You look at the Communist Manifesto, their massive hatred of God, their hatred of Jesus Christ. They need to get rid of it all. And what is one of the most um, common Satanic symbols? It would be Baphomet, which was a transgender. And that is why I think that they're pushing it. It's all about Satan. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, at the end of your presentation when you said this is ultimately trying to destroy white western christian culture to destroy it to annihilate it and preferably get rid of the people too that's what they want to do these people it's very simple when you look at it it's just like it's that battle between good and evil and that's where it's come Evil has been controlling this world for a very long time, but they've becoming bolder and bolder and bolder. And they feel, because they've taken the prayer out of schools in the West, because they've divorced so many people from God in the West, that they don't have the protection of God anymore, and they will therefore get away with that. That's why, uh, on my Monday show, every week, I do my prayer. And I include in that an imprecatory element asking God to destroy his enemies because we can't pray for God to destroy our enemies but only his enemies and he told us who those enemies are he told us Jesus Christ talked about the children of Satan in the book of John chapter 8 you also hear about the synagogue of Satan in the book of Revelation and then you have the laws of the Bible which very clearly give you what you must do and you must not do and the penalties for doing things that you must not do and that's why i include that element because man and and going to try to uh, get this politician on board or that politician it's all this is all sewn up and even when people say that they don't want something as you've so uh, well pointed out today succinctly pointed out today the we are being we're t- what's so amusing is we're told in the West we have this wonderful democracy. Well, democracy is supposed to be the people getting what they want. So people voting for what they want, going with the will of the majority. That's what it's supposed to be. But what it actually is, is they're getting every minority group they can, trying to build them up. So they'll try and, for example, if, if it's a racial minority, they keep bringing them into the West, coming in every day, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds into the UK when they can't even fix potholes in the road. And nobody wants it, but they keep doing it. And they'll keep doing it because their attitude is, is if we can get every minority that we can, maybe we can get enough people to annihilate white Western Christian culture and society. That's my opinion, and that is why it's more important than ever for white Western Christian culture to pray to God, to pray on a daily basis, to pray how they see fit, and to ask for the protection, ask for the strength, and ask for God to punish the people he said he would punish in the Bible. Because I don't think we've got that much longer left with the... The, the fact that these people, they openly don't care what you say. You look in America, uh, did Biden really win that last election? Obviously not. It's, and so then anyone who protested it, that's not enough that you think, well, you know, wow, we got away with that. We, you know, we, we, we sort of pretended that these votes have been discovered when everyone knew Trump had won, you know, overnight and suddenly it had all changed in the morning and you had the likes of Hillary Clinton beforehand saying to Joe Biden, don't ever... Uh, say that you've lost or anything like that because they knew what they were going to do and so now in america it amazes me that people are saying oh trump's running in 2024 and he's gonna why would you run in an election that you knew was stolen from you okay the whole thing there is a fix if i was donald trump and i believe that election was stolen from me which he clearly did I would be jumping up and down the daily basis and say, you know, you can't go to a ballot box because we won last time. I wouldn't be saying, oh, I'm running again in 2024 because they're obviously going to steal that too, aren't they? 
So why would he be doing that? It, the whole thing is just a mishmash to me, uh, Peter. I'm sorry I've been going all over the place. What are your thoughts? You can probably anchor well, us on this. Certainly, I think a lot of the reason why many people are supporting um, Donald Trump and his numbers are going through the roof and support from him has grown, which is unique. Normally, after president has left office, he cannot run again, and it's never been tried before because uh, it normally means that they've lost their support base. But he plainly has not. It's increased because he's seen as an anti-establishment character who's willing to call out the lies of the, of the fake news. And so the Make America Great Again movement is a desperate attempt to regain a country that's plainly been hijacked. And these are people who've been cancelled. Their jobs have been cancelled. Their future's been cancelled. Their history's been cancelled. The children are being indoctrinated with trans propaganda and groomed for sexual perverts and while they're having force-fed critical race theory shoved down their throats in the schools. And there's a lot of courageous fighting back, especially mothers and fathers going back to school boards, voting out the school boards and changing the curriculums and making a real stand to get the perverts out the classroom. And that's very commendable that these are some of the grassroots actions from the ground I personally support homeschooling in private schools, and I think the state should have nothing to do with education. But while a lot of money is invested in the state education, trying to regain those state schools and trying to enable the classrooms to be a place where you can actually have real education, not indoctrination in some communist gulag, um, it's a good attempt to try and restore things. But a lot more effort must Sorry be done that, Pete. to... A lot more effort must be done to ensure that the elections are honest and that um, fraud is exposed and opposed. And that's where I would think a lot of effort needs to go. There's no doubt that Donald Trump has huge support on the ground. He can fill stadiums and big open areas, as far as I can see, packed with people, whereas um, Hillary Clinton and Biden would have trouble filling a small town hall with supporters. In fact, most of the people at any of the events is probably press and security. So uh, they are obviously not very popular candidates. Donald Trump is immensely popular, especially for what he stands for or what his speeches uh, stand for, because people like the idea of America first and close the borders and build the wall. They're supporting that. And you can just see from the reactions and the support he's still getting that obviously the 2020 elections were stolen. They were rigged. And the evidence is coming out. They're rigged on so many levels that the owners of big tech, from Zuckerberg and Facebook all the way through um, Twitter in particular, were actually putting in billions to twist perceptions and to manipulate situation and news in such a way that they were withholding key information that could be damaging to the Democratic Party candidate, pushing in vast amounts of negatives on Donald Trump, twisting polls, falsifying data, suppressing evidence, and uh, there's no doubt there was a lot of fraud involved in the 2020 elections, and I presume many of our listeners have seen the film 3,000 Mules, which, uh, by D'Souza, which definitely proves there was systematic wholesale uh, fraud involved in the election, and he documented just in a few swing states, and it's Irrefutable. Um, but um, quite aside from that, there was media manipulation. And now we know the FBI and the CIA were weaponized to undermine uh, President Trump and to ensure that Biden came to the White House, which is the very antithesis of what a democracy is meant to be. Plainly, the people are not allowed to have their opinion, whether you think about Brexit in Britain or when you whether you think of... Um, attempts for secession in the Cape in South Africa, the Cape of Good Hope, which is trying to break free, um, manipulation of the media, twisting things, coming up with false kinds of polls and uh, withholding information that's critical to people making intelligent source, uh, decisions is all part of their strategy. So we understand this is all part of cancel culture. They want to cancel your history, cancel your future, cancel your identity and they don't want you to have a future they don't want you to have children they want to cancel all hope 
Um, if they could, they'd cancel heaven and God too. Yes. Fortunately, they can't do that. Back to you, Andrew. <laughs> I apologise for that little noise there. I have um, the image that I wanted that you will see in the post. I had to get it elsewhere. What the Daily Mail have been doing recently is they're getting most upset that people like myself uh, get material from them. They don't like it at all because they pretend to be the right wing and, of course, we expose them on a daily basis. Um, and so when you try and get an image that used to be a JPEG image that you can use, it's now a, 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 and then it, they now use a different format. So you can't use it. And so I had to find it somewhere else. And even then, I still had to convert it because the mainstream media are trying to, um, you know, hog these images uh, as if we're getting some sort of financial advantage out of them, which we are not. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's just something I wanted to throw in there. And when you convert it on this tool that I use, it makes this stupid noise at the end that I forgot about. Uh, otherwise, I'd have waited to do it after the show. Um, but I... Firstly, this is why Peter's so good. I had a little rant just then, and he took all the bits I was trying to say and he put them in a far more measured manner and he gave evidence for each part. But one of the things that I said was, I, people don't want this. People in the West don't want this. So that's me telling you. So why don't I just go to this article? There's 614 comments on it. I'll include a link to the article in the post for this show. And here are the best rated comments. If you are, This is from Sue in London. If you are standing up for what you believe in and don't think you are doing anything wrong, why do you have to be masked? Uh, 3,577 upvotes, 12 downvotes. Let's go to the next one. Wokeness is causing more and more problems every day. 2,963 upvotes, 25 downvotes. Uh, sorry, let me credit who that was from, because these can change in order, you know, as by the time this is published. That was from V Gates of Bradford-on-Sea. The next uh, comment, this is from Mr Jinx of London. The supporters of trans will not allow anyone who disagrees to speak. 2,887 upvotes and 9 downvotes. Next, this is from Flamenca Man in Alicante, Spain. So we're going across Europe now. The problem with all these pro-groups or stop oil, they think it's their right to have a voice and be heard and demonstrate, but anyone with a different view to theirs, and they will try to gag and stop them. 2,642 upvotes and 12 downvotes. And, uh, well, I won't read that one because that's similar um, to one that I read earlier. Let's see what this one says. This is a longer one, and then I'll hand back to Peter for his comments. Um, the women, this is from Raging Calm in London. The women from Let Women Speak never attack anyone. The attacks and violence all comes from one side and it isn't Let Women Speak. Interesting that it isn't even possible to have a meeting to discuss things without protesters coming and acting violently. They couldn't even meet privately because the protesters find the venue and cause it to cancel the event or make it impossible to actually access the venue. The coverage by the media is disgraceful, treating it as if let women speak partakes in violence or demonstrates at other people's meetings. The violence is all one-sided. 2,138 upvotes and 14 downvotes. And this goes back years, folks. I went to see David Irving about 15 years ago, and you don't get the venue until just before, because all the left are watching this, and they'll try and close down venues that allow him to speak. People that do that should have been arrested years ago, and then we wouldn't have got to this situation. But there's always been this sinister force behind the scenes, and many of you know who they are, that have this power, and they want to shut up anyone that they don't like the opinion of. And that is where we are. So 
anyone who tries to block a, a legal event from taking a place, these people, the, 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 the organisers shouldn't have to stop the event, the hotel shouldn't have to uh, close it down, the people protesting it should be arrested and they should be jailed. And they should have been jailing these people until the left shut up and kept their opinions to themselves, which are counter to the vast majority of people, because the left is largely anti-God, it is communist, it is satanic. And that is why they cause so much violence wherever they go, whether it's these protesters, counter-protesters against people, you know, like uh, my friend Maleficus, when he was protesting all these immigrants coming into his town in Cornwall. They had to bust people in from outside, and they were violent. They knocked a 70-year-old woman to the floor. One of them was arrested. And this is what these people do, and they're allowed to do it, because they are the shock troops of the New World Order. So, Peter, I'll hand back to you for your uh, comments. Let me just have a look at the clock. Yeah, we've got a couple of minutes, and we can go over. Yes, sir. Plainly, um, there's a hatred for God and there's a hatred for God's people. And uh, you can see that, as, as the Bible says, those who hate me love death. And we've got a death-obsessed culture. And there's such an absolutely irrational hatred for whites and for Western Christians in particular, particularly Protestants. And you just think the hatred for Anglo-Saxons uh, and for, you know, what, people have done more for world missions or for literacy or for ending slavery, for uplifting people's lives, ending famines, improving agricultural production, improving uh, and innovating every form of science and technology. Um, uh, the white Western uh, Nordic Germanic people of Europe, um, who plainly have the evidences of being the children of Abraham, the, the lost tribes of Israel, the relocated people who've been forced through the Caucasian mountains, hence the name Caucasians, um, up uh, through above the Baltic Sea, uh, uh, the Black Sea, and migrated north and west into Europe, are the people of God, as witnessed historically, the ones who received the gospel and received the Reformation the most and did most of the work in missions and evangelism worldwide, are hated, loathed. And it makes no sense except to understand this is a hatred for God and for his people, um, which is what the cancel culture is all about. It's about cancelling Christianity, cancelling Western Christian civilization. And um, you can see in the who cares about history, who cares about what the Bible says, who cares about what's right or true. It's all about my feelings. And so they've moved to um, let us leave us alone who cares about what we do in the privacy of our own home to shoving their perversion down people's throats in public and calling you a racist or bigot or a transphobe now if you disagree with their perverted agenda, the anti-God agenda that they're shoving down your throats and more than that, forcing down your children's throats in school. And this is about grooming of children. If you choose to oppose um grooming of children and having whole children's lines promoted. The first thing you see as you walk to the door into a Target store is this big gay pride display with little children in the display with transgender messages, including very sexualized ones, even on children's and babies wear. And, you know, what parent wants to take their kids to a store like that? And when you oppose it, they accuse you of being terrorists, being intolerant. And some even said that Target employees were threatened well, there's no place for people threatening employees, but I doubt that anyone did threaten them. I think what's more likely is that some of the staff was made uncomfortable with some of the questions asked by some of the, the customers, but that's been reported in CBS and NBC and CNN as staff threat, uh, being threatened by customers, uh, which is highly unlikely. The kind of people who do the threatening tends to be the woke activists, the transgender characters on, as we see with the Kelly J. Keene Left Women Speak campaigns, it's not her feminists who are doing the attacking. It's the transgender men dressed in dresses and wearing makeup who are attacking uh, the woman who are trying to speak up for women's rights and women's places. So woke is awfully intolerant. And just recently we saw a case in America of a black American professor at a university who walked up to some pro-lifers and swore at them, vulgar 
disgusting talk that no professor should ever be doing, and then throwing out and pushing off the table their pro-life literature, swearing at them. Well, when a journalist went to the door of this um, professor, this black professor came dashing out the door with a machete. Now, this is New York City where it's illegal to have such a big knife and put this machete right up to the throat of the journalist and then kicked the journalist in the shins and chased him out to the street with this machete. Now, uh, this black professor has been now uh, dismissed from the university and is being invested by the New York City police. But this is unusual that some kind of hate campaign uh, done by uh, somebody of the other races, what they call a minority, even though they're not a minority worldwide. Um, in fact, whites are an absolute majority minority in the world. Back in 1912, at the world's first missions conference, whites were 34% of the world's population. Today, we are less than 9% of the world's population. So um, when they speak about minorities, it's always interesting. Somehow or another, they're putting it so that the people who are the real minority are worldwide are being treated as the majority and the people who are the world's majority are being treated as a minority to invade and take over Western Christian, European and American lands. I know how this works because I've seen how my country of Rhodesia was turned into the communist hellhole of Zimbabwe, never beaten by our enemies, but betrayed by our friends. I've seen how the white Western Christian civilization South Africa was betrayed into the hands of Marxist mass murdering thugs who have destroyed everything to the extent that now the whole country is suffering from regular power failures, regular as in every day we can have six to eight hours of blackouts um, everywhere in the country. And uh, it's uh, like this that often you don't know if you can get water in the taps or electricity available even in the day. Sometimes people can go 12 hours without any electricity and you can imagine what that does for your fridges, freezers, and uh, it's destroying vast amounts of, of productivity in the industrial sector. Food as well, abattoirs having to throw out food, vast amounts of chickens and so on, because uh, the power failures meant the food was spoiled and they couldn't keep it at the right temperature. So imagine civilization being run by that. Well, what they've done to white Western Christian civilization in Africa, they're now importing into America and Britain and Europe. And cancel culture enables them to accuse anyone who questions this communist tactic of destroying your history and replacing a population of racism. And now also being transphobic and being a bigot and a thought criminal and uh, not being kind and tolerant and whatever else they want to accuse you of. They've done this tactic all over and now they can see they can do it on the United States of America and Great Britain and Europe as well. Uh, they will get you to do what they want you to do to add, to submit to the communist agenda by accusing of racism if you oppose their Marxist cancel culture woke agenda. So we must rise in resistance because I think the damage done to Target and Disney and Bud Light and Nike just show us that the consumers can make um, an impact. We should not waste our money on those who oppose and hate our values. We should do our best to support those who are Christians, those who are our people, and those who understand the political situation and who are working for freedom and believe in freedom of speech and freedom of conscience. Uh, let's not support these politicized, woke, pervert companies that are trying to thrust their perversion and the anti-Christian agenda down everyone else's throat. Thank you, Peter. And before we go, can you please let the audience know where they can find your work and how they can contact you? Yes, certainly. Um, I've written about a lot of these things and um, produced a book, for example, Slavery, Terrorism and Islam, The Historical Roots and Contemporary Threat, which covers a lot of these things which every work person would not want you to read because it lets us know um, who brought in slavery and uh, how we can fight it and who ended it. And, uh, of course, it goes against the narrative of the work people. Um Contact us, mission at frontline.org.za, mission at frontline.org.za is our email. My personal email is peter at frontline.org.za and our website, frontlinemissionsa.org, frontlinemissionsa, short for South Africa.org. In North America, we've got a frontlinemissionna.org, 
for those who want to order uh, books uh, from uh, North America, we've actually got an office now in Florida. That is good news. And there are other websites as well that are always listed in the post for this show that Peter also manages. So I would like to thank Peter so much for joining us today on a show entitled The Real Story of the Rising Resistance to the Woke War on the World. Peter and I will be back with you next week. I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Until then, folks, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. And bye for now.